Today is Friday, December 2nd, 2016, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Mechigoria. We continued to move one day after another that, as a friend of Mechigoria wrote back in the year 1999, that one second passes and follows into another second. And then that second that has just passed is in the past and will never come again. And this is the type of the age that we live in today, that this day is practically gone already, and this moment will never come again. And it's the same with Our Lady's apparitions, and you've heard a friend of Medjugorje speak about these things before, that when the time that Our Lady leaves us in her daily apparitions, they will never come again. And so it's particularly important that in this time we pay a special attention to the words that Our Lady is giving to us. And so tonight, as a friend of Medjugorje opens up this message for us, that we might understand that in this age and in this time, it's important to keep that alive in your heart. And so we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. I'm seeing more and more how excited we should be, and I'm excited at everything that's taking place and happening. It's always been said if a dog's in the room and he's mean and he's not bothering you, don't trap him in a corner because he's going to bite you. We've been pushed into a corner and we bite back. Yes, it's through Christian principles. Yes, it's through love. But we're not going to stay amalgamated with the culture and its direction. And we see traces of people everywhere and everything happening where there is pushback. We're not going to sit in our little corner that you put us in. We're going to sit in the corner that our lady said, find a corner where you can pray. But don't you confine us to that. Our God will be with us everywhere we go. That's the core of the message. That's the baseline of the message. That God is with us. Who can be against us? And finally, we see a separation and a collecting of the same mindset of people that are standing up. You're not going to tell us what bathrooms you can go to. You're not going to tell us what kind of marriage you want to have. 
You're not going to continue to tell us that you can even burn the American flag or flag of another nation. It's an amazing thing how people think, well, that's free speech. It's not free speech. You can be arrested in this county for saying bad words to somebody, cursing them out. That's still laws on the book. Why did they have that? You think you could do something with the flag? It's free speech. No, that's something sacred. I'm amazed those who are really even conservative for the Constitution think that that's free expression. So I, I can go destroy somebody's statue because I don't agree with it. It's destruction. When people die for something like that, giving their lives for it, you don't have the right to do that. No more than what we have, the law that says you can't hire fire as a constitutional right in a movie theater because it caused panic if you're just doing it on purpose. We've lost our way, but it's becoming clear the smoke is rising up and we're starting to see through it now. And thank God this has taken place. And don't think it's by chance. Nothing's by chance. All this is the momentum of Medjugorje. Momentum behind Medjugorje, which is Our Lady. All the changes in the world you're seeing is coming through what she's been collecting in her people, in her apostles, to pray, to sacrifice, to fast, and do penance. Four basic messages to change the direction of the world. That's her words. I call you to change directions of your life. And when you change your direction, those around you change. That's your world. If enough worlds change, then the world changes. So today, a lady visited us this day, December 2nd, with another message that's a little unusual in the sense that Our Lady was very, very sad, Mariana said, after the apparition. And for that to be here in December, for that to be here when is a time of joy, shows where we're going and where we are. Our Lady, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's December 2nd, 2016 message given on the day for non-believers to Mariana. Dear children, my motherly heart is crying as I'm looking at what my children are doing. Sins are multiplying. The purity of soul is all the less important. My son is being forgotten, honored all the less, and my children are being persecuted. That is why you, my children, apostles of my love, with soul and heart, invoke the name of my Son. He will have the words of light for you. He manifests himself to you. He breaks the bread with you and gives you the words of love so that you may transform them into merciful acts and thus be witnesses of truth. That is why, my children, do not be afraid. Permit my son to be in you. He will make use of you to care for the wounded and to convert lost souls. Therefore, my children, return to the prayer of the rosary. 
pray it with feelings of goodness, sacrifice, and mercy. Pray, not only with words, but with merciful acts. Pray with love for all people. My son, by his sacrifice, exalted love. Therefore, live with him, so that you may have strength and hope, that you may have the love which is life and which leads to eternal life. Through God's love, I am also with you and will lead you with motherly love. Thank you. Mariana said that Our Lady was very sad. What is the concept of love? Our Lady was a pretty tough person. When we hear the word love, it's been misaligned with the wrong definition of the way the culture and the societies, the songs, the music industry, Hollywood, has what love means. You might say, I contradicted this message because it says we're going to push back. We're not going to be staying in the corner about marriage, about this or about that, about perversion, all these different things. And our lady says, he will make use, talking about Christ, he will make use of you to care for the wounded and to convert lost souls. You say, well, we're going to push back against these people. That's how you care for them. You don't care for them if you let them go on their path and like, well, I love you and I understand what you're doing and this is what you think and we know how you were born and, and but you, you you have come to an enlightenment that you're not that way. God didn't know what he was doing. These people are wounded, true. But you're never going to convert them by going along with what they're saying. They got to be contradicted. That's love. But people let alone to get along. We don't want to be doing feelings. We don't act on that. Alay said, pray the rosary, referencing it, pray it with feeling and goodness, sacrifice, and mercy. You're not shedding mercy on people that stay in sin and multiply sin and not tell them that. When you sin, why do you go to confession? Because you know a sin then they can do it because they're not you and it's okay and it affects the culture. That's not merciful acts. What Our Lady is showing us is not what the world says love is. Our Lady told us love is the greatest sacrifice and that often works against you because it's difficult to love. Maybe it's difficult to tell people in your family who are way off base. But you have a duty to do that. You have an obligation to do that. Even if it's hurtful, it's still merciful to be silent and confine people to hell. The Bible relays, you'll be responsible for what you could have done that you didn't do. Well, to what you're saying, I know that in the past, a lot of times that you've said that the, the two sides will not be able to coexist one of them is going to win out over the other always one will prevail over the other well so i'm just trying to follow the train of thought of what you're saying to make sure that i'm seeing this in the proper light here our lady said in today's message my son is being forgotten honored all the less now we know he's god he doesn't need us to honor him he doesn't need us to remember him 
So it's not it's not a re- it's not a requirement for him to be God that he needs any of that from us. But our lady's qualifying this and saying, or it appears like she is saying, and my children are being persecuted. In other words, where he's not exalted or where he's not honored, where he is forgotten, you're going to be persecuted, which is essentially to the lines of what you're saying that if we don't do this, we're not really honoring Jesus. If we don't fight back, if we don't uh, have that uh, pushback against the things that are against God, is that is that the proper way? Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the proper way of viewing this, what Our Lady's saying here, that if we do not fight back, we're not honoring Jesus. And in essence, we are going to be persecuted because of that. In many ways, one example is if you don't make a cake for a bonnable for what they want to do in the ceremony, then you're taken to court, you're sued, they go after you. That's persecution. But if you just make it and go along with it and not object to it, you don't convict nobody. And that's what the people that are wrong or in sin or in deep darkness, they don't want to be convicted. So they, why are they passing these laws? Why are they doing these things? Except they're looking and searching to be approved by general society and Christian society. They want to force us as Christians to accept a way to erase guilt of the conscience. Because it tells them in everything, in nature, in natural law, they're wrong. And that can be applied to almost everything out there where the pagans live or how they are. And so they will persecute you if you stand up against them. They'll take you to court. They'll do this. Everything and everybody's talking to is, is the white people. The white people. Now they're saying Trump is a supremist, the white supremist. Well, blacks make up 12% of the nation. You got other people who's not like 8% or so. Why do we have to apologize for that? Who's going around saying, oh, I'm white and I got some kind of privilege? The universities are putting out the verbiage white privilege. They're the ones doing this. So we're supposed to submit to a minority and unless we not let them prevail over us in what people want to do against that, it's in racism. But it's not that. Let's just call it what it is. It's persecution. There's people being persecuted because of their color of being white. Nobody will tell you that. Nobody will say that, but most of you out there know it. Of all races. When in fact, we don't have to worry about what color people are. We're all together. But we start segregating this, and this resistance shows what the, what the world hates is what God is embracing. Is he embracing a color of another color? No. But the white Europeans did bring Christianity to the nation. That's what they've been attacked for, not for being white, but because of Christianity and founding this nation on Christianity. Identify it in honesty, being open about it. I've got nothing to hide about that. I'm not embarrassed saying these things. People will say what they want. I love all people. I'm for all people. But the truth of the matter is, is the truth, and truth is always opposed. What built this nation? Why is it? And so we have these fractions caused by people promoting a lie when in fact it's against truth. What is the truth? It will always be opposed. That's why Jesus said in the scriptures, 
that they persecuted me and they'll persecute you. Why? Because if we align ourselves with, and if a group or body have aligned themselves, if it was blacks that brought Christianity, they'd be hated for that, for the Christianity, not because they're black. And so people just need to be honest. They don't need to self-deceive themselves. That's what he's coming to show us truth. And truth chokes those who don't want it. And so we see ourselves in a situation. Your question was about being persecuted. When you're persecuted, Maria, Maria once says, uh, when she was just here recently about persecution, uh, who's persecuted? Everybody's persecuted. She's referencing those who are following Our Lady. We're persecuted the most. So the most we're aligned with you're going to be hated for that because things are changing. Things are going around. What made the baby Jesus cry? Was it because of the cold night? Was it the heart of the man that he came to? The other babies because his birth would be slaughtered? And the poor man God talks about Jesus coming back to Bethlehem and the shepherds told him he had to be warned when he went back with the shepherds once Jesus had grown up that people in Bethlehem hated the Messiah hated the birth. They didn't accept him as the Messiah because they caused the death of all the children. See, they blame their own situation of Herod on Christ. This is what's happening between the races. Blame your problems on somebody else. Don't live that lie. Because that's why he's crying today. People are dishonest with themselves. On a cold night, late December, as the snow fell to earth, that's the one night we remember when a woman gave birth, and for miles and miles around, the baby. Was the only sound Did he Or 
Just that what made her baby cry Is that what made her baby cry And as he fell asleep Oh, she wiped away his tears But the question still remains Have we changed in two thousand years? Still in pain Can't you feel all the hunger And the shame Did we forget about The way that he died And the reason why Would we still make the baby My motherly heart is crying. Do you think this makes Jesus happy? Or is he mournful also? We know he's suffering. If his mother's suffering, certainly he's suffering. I know I probably speak for a lot of our listeners that after this election and just seeing what's happening already with a lot of positive changes that forecast a, a future, a bigger, greater hope for us, that this message was a little bit of a, a cold water in the face. Wasn't really expecting Our Lady to be so sad in the face of the changes that are going on in our own particular nation. What Did you have any kind of feeling that yourself? Well, many people now have hope. Even people who are against Trump have hope. And people in other nations who are electing people in the same style of anti-establishment Trumps in their own respective countries. Just a big victory in Italy recently. Looks like somebody's running and, and maybe getting a new position. It's hope. It brings hope. But evil so entrenched on the issues and what's been going on for decades... It's not going to just give up. If hope has been increased, we also have hatred in this election has been exposed. And that's what we were just talking about, the whites and the people and the hatred going toward that. This is exposing an evil that's been there for a long, long time. And finally, it's coming to the surface. Who's hating? Who's shouting? Who's cry-bullying? And who's at peace? Who's saying, let's move forward for the greater good of everyone? Who's saying, let's move forward for only certain groups? Evil is being exposed. There's been a great evil in this nation for a long time. And it's all coming out. And it's all manifesting. So with hope that we have, we have to realize also there's an increase of hatred paralleling, but that's part of the, the separation. That's the part of the two groups. And so 
we have a direction we're walking now that is not going to be easy path. It's going to be obstacle after obstacle put in the way to stop what we're doing. It is Our Lady who warned us that evil wants to rule, and then later, a few months later, the evil has come to rule. We've watched this. She's been in real time. All these messages are out of time. They'll work for us 10 years from now, 100 years from now. But we're the privileged people who have walked with Our Lady, who have seen these things happening in real time, which is a very powerful thing. And really, in the end, all Our Lady is trying to do is remember Jesus. Remember the Bible. She says, you must read the Bible. If everybody opened the heart and just started reading the Bible, even Christians, the deepest Christians, read this more, things would change. I heard somebody talking about the other day. Well, we got to unite as a nation. We're just too segregated. We're too separate. No, it's not true. That is falsehood. Jesus came and he separated. He said, I've come with the sword. He separated people at every talk in front of the Sanhedrin. Some went with the Sanhedrin. Some of the Sanhedrin went with him. But even the people sided sometimes with the Sanhedrin or were out of fear did the same thing and then stayed in the middle or they went with Jesus. You cannot build a core of apostles to be followed later by the throngs of people like Jesus did with the twelve. And they multiplied, just like she said today, the first time ever she said, multiplied sin. But you can't multiply the church in conversion without a core group of people that would draw people to their side. So this walk is two sides, light and darkness. There's no middle ground. There's no fence to stand on. And we're to convict and confront. No more sitting around. No more apologizing for being Christian. No more submitting because you're cry-bullying about your race. And all this happened 300 years ago. I don't care. No more than I care about the Israelites were slaves. They're not running around saying these things. Get the chip off your shoulder. Convert and be the Christian you're supposed to be. And you know what? With the Christian faith and the walk, all colors disappear. doesn't matter who you are. And so what's going to bring us together is not getting together and saying, let's, okay, we have our differences. Something has to be a driving force to unite. And that is Christianity. That's what brings everybody together. I've been to Rudabach, France, many times. Paris is white. When you go to Rudabach, you know who's there? Three quarters of it is black. They're Christianized. They are strong Christians, faithful. They're very impressive. Last time I went there, I saw a black mother with a child and disciplined him during Mass, making sure he's doing his kneeling, making sure he's doing his duty. This unites us together. We've got to have something or some, it can't be the Democratic Party and Republican Party that's going to unite us. We have to have a, a faith that we're united that way and then these differences go away. We've been missing it. We can't privilege anybody over another. And the only structure out there 
The only solution is not what everybody's saying today. Well, we got to become one nation. We got to unite. We're not going to unite. Just face that truth. It's not in the cards. It's not going to happen. It's going to be more separation. And the group that's going to be the strongest is that core that he's raising up right now to be Christian, who's going to remember Jesus, who's going to put him in his heart. That's what is going to prevail and it's coming now.
The only way we will unite, the only way we'll come together, the only solution, the only future is remembering him underneath the flag of Christianity. Nothing else is going to work. I want to speak about the sentence that was the most impacting to me as I meditate on this message today. And it comes two-thirds down from the beginning of the message, and it starts with the sentence, therefore. But before reading that sentence, this word, therefore, speaks about the words that she said two-thirds going up. And there's so much she said. She's saying, you know, sins are multiplying. The purity of the soul is all the less important to people, that her son's being forgotten. He's not being honored, that her children are being persecuted. Then she goes into saying, invoke the name of her son because he'll have words of light for you. He will manifest himself to you. He breaks the bread with you. He gives you words of love that we would transform them into merciful acts. And do not be afraid. Permit my son to be in you because he's going to use you. Therefore, my children, return to the prayer of the rosary. Two things. First of all, were you surprised to see Our Lady's remedy for all the negative that she speaks of and also all the positive is the rosary. And secondly, it feels as you go on down where she speaks several sentences about the rosary that she's really teaching not just those who believe in the rosary Catholics, but even that she's speaking to non-believers, encouraging them to just pray the rosary, you are going to understand, be led into truth, to, to accept the rosary as your prayer also. How many times have we had people call us or have difficulties, vendors, doctors, different people that know us, and they're not a praying people, that we've said, here, this is a prayer. We know you're not Catholic, or you are Catholic. Maybe you've never done it. Here's the thing that, shows you how to pray the rosary. Try it. Pray it. This is on the same principle that our lady says, what do we do about an atheist or somebody who doesn't believe God? And she said something incredible. Have them meditate five minutes a day on the God they believe who doesn't exist. That's all God needs. If somebody's in crisis, they're searching for solutions, even if they don't, have God in their life. We see this very often that people are looking for this because Our Lady does give three quarters of this message point and then this, therefore, okay, here's my solution. Here's, here's the problem. Here's analysis of the problem. And so now the, the sum of all the above things that you just mentioned changes on the singular word, therefore, you're right. Therefore, my children return to prayer of the rosary. Did a lady not just say on the 25th? Well, how did she say that? She said, uh, return to prayer. On November 25th, just a few days ago, 2016, here, Maria's with us. A lady says it in the bedroom of apparitions. Her message for the world. Dear children, also today, I'm calling you to return to prayer. Why? The same reason she said it today. 
return to prayer. But now she identifies what prayer? The rosary. We know through Sister Lucy that she was arguing actually with the priest that the way to fix every problem in the world, every solution in the world, everything that was going on was not what he expected, like something like Holy Mass to somebody go to Mass. She said the solution for every problem, every war, every disease, every marriage problem, every family problem, everything that's taking place in the world, the solution, there's not one thing that cannot be resolved by the rosary. And he still objected. And Sister Lucy comes back to him and says, I tell you, the rosary has a new efficacy with Fatima. She relayed that to him. And so we have to take that and know what she did in Fatima and now what she's amassed across the world to the people that there's no emergency, no help that cannot happen that will take place of that greater than the rosary. It's the solution to everything. Well, what about Mass? What about going to communion? You can go to communion and you can go to Mass and still degrade. We've done that. But in the deepest part of your sins, you say the rosary, our lady's doing something with it. She brings you out of it. The Mass is just the opposite. So we see our lady talking about this. So for the 25th, she leads us in this. I'm calling you to return to prayer. Then today, a few days later, therefore my children return to prayer the rosary. And then she gives some more instructions. She wants to give us teachings. This is how you do the rosary. Pray it with feelings. Yes, not just one feeling. Pray it with feelings of goodness, sacrifice, and mercy. Pray not only with words, but with merciful acts. We're to add to that works of mercy. Pray with love for all people. Did we not just talk about that? Not one segment that's always chanting about the troubles they have. It's unbiblical what I hear out of many minorities. When Jesus taught, if you're a Christian, bear your cross. Even if you're persecuted. The chips on the shoulders of any people, they keep blaming everything on everybody else, is the problem that they have, not the other people. If you do your Christian walk, you do what you're supposed to do. God lifts the bondages up. He stops the persecution somewhere. And if he does it, good for you. It's for your own being. We've gone through it. Good for me. Good for our mission. Pray with love for all people. My son, by his sacrifice, exalted love. That's what you're supposed to do as a people. That's what you're supposed to be as a culture. Not out there riding all the time and complaining about this, complaining about that. You inherited a curse by your behavior. Therefore, live with them so that you may have strength and hope that you may have love, which is life. The messages of Our Lady are so full of every solution, and the rosary is that. It gives us these things. You know, we look at all the things that's happening today, and all the people who need help, there are always some kind of emergency going on, some kind of 911 call going on. I mean, if you, if you were to ask yourself, what place gets the most 911 calls? What would you say? Who gets the most? New York City? Los Angeles, another big city? All these crimes and 
emergency and people need help, call 911, please help, please rescue me. I have an emergency. Or would it be London or the largest city in, in the world? Would it be Mexico City? Or would it be a nation? Would it be the United States? Would it be Russia? Or would it be China? More emergency calls, more 911 calls, calls from this place than any other place? Think about it. Where is the most 911 calls are coming in for emergency, for help, to come rescue me from my situation? There is a moment Every heart needs a rescue There is a season Every soul needs a breakthrough Help from heaven We all need Help from heaven There is a whisper voice of hope inside you there is an answer a name above to guide you help from heaven we all need help from heaven help from
No one gets more 911 calls than heaven. Our lady said, when you need me, call me and I will come immediately. Mariana was told the last apparition when it's unbearable, I will come to you. Our lady may not come to you like she does for Mariana, but she will come because she said so. We've got a prayer we put together and printed it. It's called the 911 prayer. You can download that free off our site. Just look it up and do a search on it because heaven is that close to you and God will answer it. I understand when you say purity of intention. Our Lady spoke about that this last 25th about doing things without an interest that we do things just purely for God and not what God would do for us if we do something for him. But what, when Our Lady says, the purity of soul is all the less important. Can you speak about what Our Lady is wanting us to understand about the purity of soul? It's a difficult task. We live in an impure culture. Everything's tainted. And we really have to go back to our children and put them in a protective environment what they teach in schools, what they're exposed to on television, what they're just around daily is not pure. And so the impure is normal for us. It's hard to get away from that. And we're all touched and all tainted by it. But until we bring up a new culture, a new generation this way, we won't have the purity. How do we get there? That's what lays building. We're not going to reverse this thing overnight. But what we've done in the community is protect our children, what they see, what they hear, and what they read. That's why no newspapers come in here. That's why television is not here. That's why cell phones are not here. That's why no computer games are here. Home computers, no electronics in the house. Even the toys that they play with, there's a purity about it. What do they have? They're allowed, as far as physical toys, baby dolls and trucks and tractors. Everything else is sticks, rocks, water, nature, grass, playing in the rain, playing in a mud puddle. The greatest toy we give our children of all that is another child. Because a child can play with a child in a protected, innocent environment much better than anything you can buy them physically. I often tell this to people. The best toy we're going to give our children is another kid. Watch them play. When the batteries run out, you don't have to plug them in. They go to sleep. They take a nap. They get back up. They start back again, just like kittens. This is what we're looking for, and this is what our lady's looking for. And so we have to reach this purity. We have to go back to this in a way that we have wisdom to see how do you breed purity into life, into a pagan culture that has sold it. And we all have, are guilty of participating in this. And so even our lady's verbiage, look what she talks about and what she doesn't talk about. What her lips are so pure and what words she says, she's guarded. We're not to say everything in front of the youth. There's adult talk. There's no talk. 
And there's child talk that adults can say in front or not even in front of each other. So this is a challenge of Our Lady. It's an amazing thing that she comes to reach us and she's still dressed in a mantle of clothes 2,000 years ago. Think about that. And think about even the purity of seeing hair, her hair so long it's at her waist. A little glimmer of it in the painting that Yvonne described to the artist that she has long hair. Why'd she do that? She's saying, that's a statement. It's a, it's a statement of purity in the scriptures about adornment of a woman will be her hair, not just what she puts on, or rather makeup and jewelry and all these other things. And so there's a statement with that. And you see all the moves of all the modern people cut your hair short. All women get their hair like butched up. You've got to reflect on these things. You've got to think about what is Our Lady saying to us, even the way she appears in the apparitions, is a strong, strong statement. Read the character of her words and look at the sin in the world and how she avoids saying these things. You have hurt yourself. A lot of the situation you're in, you've hurt. And people complain about it. Oh, it's hard to hang on to life the way it is. It's so difficult. Getting persecuted is difficult. And what I said a few moments ago, Maria said, she told us why she was here last week. People come to her and say, I'm persecuted. She's, Maria's responded, what is this? Everybody's persecuted. It's part of the walk with our lady. Our lady didn't sin, and she suffered, and you think you're not going to? You're not going to have difficulties? You're not going to hurt? Everybody hurts. It's life. This is the way it is. Hold on to salvation. Embrace your cross. It is painful. If you've been given suffering, the scripture says, take joy in that because you've been given a measure of mine. Jesus suffered, but he held on to the cross. And you can be the same way.
It's easy for us to feel sorry for ourselves or see the difficulties we experience thinking, why is this happening? Life is hard to hold on to. But we're in a beautiful moment that we have a confidence that people didn't have in the past. Not St. Francis, not St. Helen, not even Padre Pio. We have the mother of our Lord preparing us for the second coming. Not tomorrow nor the next day or the next year. It could be 500 years from now. But what she's laying out right now is in a writing that I wrote about this message that goes more detail of it. We're not to feel sorry for ourselves. We're to feel that we're privileged, privileged to carry the cross, privileged to suffer. In the midst of that, or others, we ought to have empathy for them. Because there are crosses that's very difficult to carry today. Firstly, those of you who are within driving distance, be sure to come to Caritas December 8th through the 12th for the five days of prayer for the reconciling of ourselves, our families, and our nation back to God. This is the 24th year of doing this. Again, there are people who come every year, no matter what, and we get used to seeing the people who come on a yearly basis because it is the one event that changes them for the rest of the year. So that's a very important uh, thing to be a part of, especially in this time when we have we do have so much hope. And it's interesting what a friend of Medjugorje said earlier in the broadcast, that there is people today with a lot of hope, and that in the last elections we had someone who claimed hope, and yet we got nothing but riots out of it all. So now we're coming back to order again, and this is where the true hope lies. But question for a friend of Medjugorje, Our Lady says in the message, Therefore, live with him, speaking about her son. How do you live with him? When he's in your heart, he will be there. He will be in your thoughts throughout the day. It'll be as St. Paul says, pray without ceasing. He'll always be on your mind. He'll be everything that you do. He'll be very much a part of your life. Not a piece here, a piece there. We have today people that don't believe in themselves. Elise says, believe in me. She relates this. Believe in me so you can believe in yourself. And once you understand that, you understand who the Son is, the Christ. He's everything. He's why we thrive and why we fall. And that's what the Scripture said of him. He'll be the cause 
for falling of many people, but also the rising of it. And that's what I hear to show us. We have a thing called here that I termed years ago through observation of the experience and cognition, construction through destruction. Things that we do, things that already showed us to do was destructive. And it was illogical by the way the world saw it. It was things that I knew first because the community wasn't here for the first five or six years. The steps all they were showing me was not pleasant. And things shattered. There was pieces all over the place. But out of that came construction. So I've termed this construction through destruction. We have to take paths and choices that we know is going to cause us damage, but we come out all the better for it, just like Christ was annihilated on the cross. But everything became better through that. And this is the thing that runs through everything, a tearing down to build up, a breaking away, to foundation yourself in a different way. Our Lady has given this path. It's not pleasant. She said the world is falling apart because the world as it exists is to fall apart. But if you join her world, you're going to be constructing. Run away, run away if you can't speak. Turn a page on a world that you don't need. Wide awake and you're scared that you won't come down. Now, didn't I tell you you were gonna break down? Didn't I warn you? Didn't I warn you? Better take it easy. Try to find a way out. Better stop believing in yourself. Everybody wants you Tell me what you're needing Giving to your bleeding Never any feeling for yourself
breakdown Didn't I warn you, didn't I warn you Better take it easy, try to find a way out Better start believing in yourself We had on Silent Night, Night Jesus was born, a change in the world. Everything began to fall apart as the world knew it. There were pieces that fell here, pieces that fell there. We have so much happening. We have a change taking place right now, a big change that few people throughout the history of man has seen. Mary's here for that. We've had things open up in our recent past that points to that. We have things that's coming that points to the reverse of that. As we come to silent night, we have to realize that our own fate and our own end will be our silent night. You say you'll never forget where you were when you heard the news on September 11th, 2001. Neither will I. I was on the 110th floor in a smoke-filled room with a man who called his wife to say goodbye. I held his fingers steady as he dialed. I gave him the peace to say, Honey, I'm not going to make it. It's okay. I'm ready to go. I was with his wife when he called as she fed breakfast to their children. I held her up as she tried to understand his words. And as she realized he wasn't coming home that night. I was in the stairwell of the 23rd floor when a woman cried out to me for help. I've been knocking on the door of your heart for 50 years. I said, of course, I'll show you the way home. 
only believe in me now. I was at the base of the building when the priest ministered to the injured and devastated souls. I took him home to tend his flock in heaven. He heard my voice and answered. I was on all four of those planes, in every seat, with every prayer. I was with the crew as they were overtaken. I was in the very hearts of the believers there, comforting and assuring them that their faith has saved them. I was in Texas, Kansas, London. I was standing next to you when you heard the terrible news. Did you sense me? I want you to know that I saw every face. I knew every name, though not all know me. Some met me for the first time on the 86th floor. Some sought me with their last breath. Some couldn't hear me calling to them through the smoke and flames. Come to me, this way, take my hand. Some chose, for the final time, to ignore me. But I was there. I did not place you in the tower that day. You may not know why, but I do. However, if you were there in that explosive moment in time, would you have reached for me? September 11th, 2001 was not the end of the journey for you. But someday your journey will end and I'll be there for you as well. Seek me now while I may be found. Then, at any moment, you know you're ready to go. I will be in the stairwell of your final moments. Will it be in your future that a lady said, didn't I tell you you were going to break down? Didn't I warn you? Didn't I warn you? Better take the easy way out. Try to find a way out. It's a lady who said, through prayer, you will perceive the greatest joy out of every situation 
that has no exit. So remember, age to age, heart to heart, bound by grace and peace, child of wonder, child of God, remember me and all those of you out there with our heart we wish you a lady we love you good night This ends the Radio Wave Show with a friend of Metrigoria. You can order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.